Hello everyone, my fellow space cowboys and cowgirls, welcome back, it is good to be back, it is time for another declassified bounty file of the Bebop Sessions Season 2, I never expected this to ever happen again, but it has happened, Netflix has released a new series of Cowboy Bebop, it is the live action. I never expected to even be able to watch it at all. And now, in 2021, here we are. Today is the 19th of November, 2021. It is here. I have just done the very first episode. It is a very long one. I'm looking at the rest of the episodes on Netflix. Most of them are, on average, an hour long from what it looks like. But, to be truthfully fair... This is a show that's been around. The original series has been around for 20 plus years. I think most people will obviously remember it all. But this one's even more special and to my heart completely. Due to the fact that it is back. It is back in fucking black. It is jet black. It is Spike. It is Faye. So far. But this is episode one of season one there might be a second season folks i'm not too certain but if there is there will be a second season there'll be a third season of this show of this series for me with this one because i'm including the people the original bebop so i'm counting this as well so this is going to be season two but it's actually season one but this is the netflix series so i would say this is season two it's confusing but it is episode one cowboy gospel after getting shortchanged on the on a fee for a bounty Spike and Jet head to New Tijuana on the trail of another mark, but they're not the only ones. Now, what are we talking about here? Basically, it starts out with a casino heist that's going on. It kind of reminds me of um, the episode. It takes like a, it looks like it's taking elements from Hard Luck Woman mixed in with the movie a little bit from the Cowboy Bebop movie, which I'm still trying to get. A, I have a copy of it. I watched it. Didn't get the chance to review it because my review had to be scrapped. But that's a different story. There will be that might be that will be happening very soon. So season one will not be completed until that happens. But that'll happen. This is season two. We're starting over. We're starting fresh here. But what happens? Well, it looks like there's a casino heist of some sort happening. Spike is kind of like fiddling around with the elevators, and he's he's saying, "I'm tired of waiting for Jet Signal. He's going to go down and investigate and kind of confront these hoodlums." That are uh, apparently attacking some casino and doing a heist with it. He decides to do something very, very stupid, but so smart in the same way that Spike Spiegel's always been. He does in such a way that I'm just like, yes, thank you, John Cho, for being Spike Spiegel. You probably not, you, you might not even watch the original series. You might have. I don't know. I'm not judging you if you haven't or have. If you have, you made this just so much better, man. I'm sorry, I'm a little overexcited because of the fact that I've been waiting for a very long time for this to even happen. And honestly, just the idea of this going on, I'm just like, oh my fucking god. I'm, I'm losing my mind. I can't even do this review podcast, but I'm going to. This is going to, I'm going to be reviewed, I'm going to release this every Friday. I have 10 episodes, so 10 weeks or so, I might go. And do a halfway through after the fifth one and do the rest after. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm looking at all the episodes. And I do know 
a lot of them are going to be a little long. This one's an hour long. The very first episode is a long, a long session. And you know what? That's fine. These sessions may not be too, too long, but I'm going to try and condense them as best as I can. So anyways, after that happens, um, he does the most awesome thing you could ever think of. He does like a bit of a, uh, I guess a roundhouse kick or something. I don't know how to describe it, but he's a very high, uh, almost like a bicycle kick with a Wulong coin that he had into the gangster's the lead uh, guy's face, Tanaka. And his crew, that's the guy, Tanaka, and a bunch of his buddies, this thug of sorts. Oh, fine. What's going on, buddy? Sorry. There, uh, my dog's in the background. He's being a bit of a goofball. Hey, Ayn. <laughs> no, I don't actually have a dog. It's my pet. My uh, iron-shaped plush pillow that I have. I'm pretending it's a real dog. That's not the fact. Don't ruin the moment, okay? Whatever. Anyways... He gets into a bit of a shootout, and Jet comes out of nowhere to ask him, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, oh, you should have waited for my signal, Spike. And he's like, why were they going to wait for your signal? I was getting tired of waiting. And they get into a bit of an argument while they're like saying, you should be taking them alive, not killing them straight up, Spike. But Spike being Spike is like, so I shouldn't take them, I shouldn't kill them, but you just kill one right here. What like what's the rule now? But anyways, that's going on. Um, after that happens, we find ourselves dealing with the fact that uh, someone was in the bathroom during this heist. Of all the places you go, you decide to go use the bathroom during a heist. You're an idiot for that in real life. You would not get away with that at all. You go take a, you go you go use a bathroom break. Before you go, like, while you're doing a heist, even before a heist, you're an idiot. Do it well before you even get to the job site if you're gonna do a heist. Think wisely, not think with your head, not your, not your, not your stomach, but whatever. Anyways, this happens. This guy that came out of the bathroom has a disruptor device that, uh, when he launches it because they don't, he doesn't want to put it down, uh, it causes a huge hole in this intergalactic casino. And now we're in trouble, aren't we? Now the whole thing is just going nuts because Tanaka wanted to have a hostage and wouldn't let them go. This, that, and the other thing happens. We're dealing with this now. Jeez uh, Louise, what is going on with people nowadays? But anyways, this has happened. They have to deal with it now. And uh, yeah, after Jet finds the control piece to the ship, like, to the intergalactic casino to actually keep it from being, like, so they get all sucked out into space. They do so, and the elderly, one of the elderly people that were also held hostage asks, who are they? And he's just, and Spike, I can't believe it, he, John Cho's quoting the movie, this Cowboy Bebop movie, and I'm loving it. He's just like, I'm just that Noah Valley Hunter, man. And a comes in, tank comes in the beginning with credits, and I'm just, I'm having a, whoo boy, sort of moment. I'm having the nostalgia boner of the decade, it feels like, not literally, but I've been having a lot of nostalgia throwbacks in the past couple of weeks. Last week was Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas, Definitive Edition, which has not been uh, received too well, but it was still a flashback and a half for me. 
Now I'm dealing with this. Oh, this November is doing too much to the nostalgia for me. But anyways, as that uh, goes on, I do see the fact is, well, it happens. It goes well. I love it. I'm enjoying it so far. That happens. And then they find themselves uh, getting stiffed on the fee for the bounty. Like they get like they get short-charged, short-changed on everything because there's certain things. And it's like, you're going to get a couple thousand moolong. A couple hundred thousand, and it's like Spike's a little pissed off, but then you realize, oh wait, now I remember why because I killed pretty much everyone. Same with Jet, and Jet's a little mad about it too because his uh, ex-wife and his well, his daughter's birthday is coming up, and she wants a fucking awesome toy. Sorry for swearing, but he wants an awesome toy, but he can't get it because pretty much the same thing that happened in Asteroid Blue, if you guys remember that from our set our previous sessions. Basically, the cop that Spike wasted, like the crews he destroyed, and everyone that got into the hospital killed the doe. If you all remember that, so in comes that sort of situation, amongst other things, and it's just like, ah, oh, and they had to go down to New Tijuana. Spike does not want to go down to New Tijuana. You want to know why? Because he got stabbed for buying a churro. Who the hell stabs someone for buying a churro? That makes zero sense. But he's making like, spikes, demanding him, "Let's go, let's do this, let's get the bounty." We'll like, we'll forget about it after. We'll laugh. They find themselves going up against Asimov and his partner, whom we don't really remember. Like, we don't really get much of a name for in the in the first episode back in the day don't think she had a name in Cowboy Bebop. I, I just remember she was just his partner. Like, his girlfriend, whatever. Like, um, let me see. Oh, yeah. Katarina Solonson. That's her name. We find, like, I don't remember even met, hearing her name be mentioned at all, but that is a thing. I mean, pa- like, Spike's also dealing with some flashbacks from the past and whatnot, and, um, Like they just they deal with this whole thing. Asimov's bounty price is two point five million wulongs. Jack convinces them we need to go down there. Asimov and Katarina find themselves going to the El Rey bar, and Katarina looks pregnant, and whatever, what have you. This is how it goes. Pretty much, it's pretty much the same episode as Asteroid Blues, but a little bit. Di- it's it's sorted out in a different way. <laughs> After um, Asimov injects red eye into his into himself to show that it works and whatnot for this buyer, he goes kind of nuts because the syndicate shows up and tries to take him out as well as others. After that has happened, because that's what's happened, that's what causes the whole situation to unfold, and this is what causes Spike and Jet to go down there. Unbeknownst to both of them. There's another bounty hunter that's also kind of figuring this out. And Spike decides to go down to, like, ask some kids and a few other folks that have may have uh, seen him before. He runs into someone that can't see worth crap, sadly. And after they've exited hyperspace and dealt with the fees on their account, this, that, and the other thing, Jet also gets some more information from an ex-partner from the ISSP after he's dropped off... Um, Tanaka, 
and he finds out, oh, okay, why are you giving me this? Because this, that, and the other thing, they kind of, like, he looks like his ex, like, I guess a part, a friend of his, or whatever, an ex-co-worker in the ISSP, talks to him about it and whatnot, but anyways, that's what happens, they find themselves going down to El Rey in the new, sh- in this episode, and it's just like, oh my goodness, this is getting just crazy so far, and it's just like, holy It's just, like, I don't know how to explain it. But, so far, so good. If I'm honest, this has been very good so far. And, I mean... It's just, I don't know how... It's a little wobbly, this episode, but you know what? At least it's going well. It's kind of replaying everything in a proper fashion. And it's doing a lot smarter with it, too. And I'm loving it so far. And, um, pretty much after, uh, they find out what's going on, Spike, um, finds out, like, well, Jeff finds out the syndicate has, uh, shown up and pretty much blew everything to hell because of Asimov because he stole Red Eye. And he also finds out that there's someone else trailing them as well. And, um, on the plus side, he doesn't, like, uh, Spike doesn't realize that there's another bounty hunter on his trail as well, who turns out to be Faye Valentine, the gun-toting, purple-haired woman, who is also the hard luck woman that we all know and love, in a sense. But we find out, after this has happened, that she's looking, she's going after Katarina for some reason, I guess because Katarina's daddy is a bit of a jerk and wants her to come home because she doesn't want he doesn't want Katarina to be dating Asimov so they deal with this they get into a bit of a a scuffle Asimov and Katarina run off in the midst of the scuffle and they find out ah jeez now what so what does Spike do of all things he does he does the same thing he did in episode 3 he locks her in the freaking bathroom on the bebop and what is uh, Jet now find out? Oh, who is this? Like, he's wondering who, what the heck's going on. Because Spike has done this twice where he just puts on headphones pretending to be, like, kind of... I don't know how to... Just playing dumb in a sense and in a smart way. But they're like, who is... What are you doing? Like, he does this in the casino with Tanaka. He does this again with Jet on the bebop itself. And Jet's kind of like, what's going on? And we find out that this is going on. And at the same time, we also find out, oh, god damn, man, like, it's, this episode is such a mess and a half, but I love how invigorating this feels today, it's just, this is what I needed today, and I'm not going to soft sell this episode, I'm gonna say this right now, this episode is already in my good books already, just for how amazing it started, and I don't think it's gonna stop anytime soon, this episode, this series is Oh, this one's definitely getting, uh, I definitely think this episode is going to get probably the first 10 out of 10 in a long time, but I'm not going to finish, I'm not, I'm not going to soft sell it, I'm not going to end it on such a way like that, but anyways, while this is also going on, we also find out other, but she's carrying a whole thing of red eye, a whole set of pouches for, of red eye for Asimov, and they're trying to run away to Mars. 
Jet and uh, Spike, I mean, and then they tr they find out, oh, they're gonna they're gonna fly to uh, Mars. They need to go to the spaceport. Jet goes on his motorbike. Spike and the Swordfish, they both take off over there, try and stop them from going anywhere to actually say, Katarina, come with me. We need to take Asimov in, yada yada yada. Out of nowhere, the Syndicate shows up. Faye also finds a way to get out and show up as well, and they get into such a ridiculous fight. It's just, oh my good lord, nuts. It's just, oh my goodness. And I'm just like, I love it, but at the same time, I'm just like, oh man. This this episode, this this series, this series, if I'm honest, is gonna definitely be an R-rated sort of TV show in a sense. But you know what? I love it. I'm not mad that it's going to be like that. I actually kind of enjoy that sort of thing. But I will say, so far, this... <laughs> Thank you so very much, Netflix, for doing this. I'm, I've never, ever needed to give something a 10 out of 10. And I don't want to. But I want to. At the same time, I'm torn of giving this a 10 or something high. But I can't do that to myself. I'm torn on giving it the perfect 10. I'm not saying it is perfect. Maybe I'm just biased. But right now, the way it ends is the same as it kind of did in the original series. With the exception of how it actually does end, end in a sense. But, like, more or less, after the gunfights kind of happen with Syndicate and whatnot. Spike tries to convince Katarina and Asimov to not go straight for the Rift Gate. The ISSP are actually saying, stop or we will open fire on you. They just keep going, and uh, she more or less says, as Jet, uh, Spike once said to her, it's time to wake up, because she thought he thought he was dreaming when he was once in love. And they keep going, you know what I mean? They get destroyed, they, like, and there's no bounty on this one. Which sucks, but they're still dealing with the fact that there's no money left to get Jet's daughter a birthday gift that she really wants badly, and he wants to try and make her happy. And there was also one other thing I noticed a couple of times in this episode of the beware of dog sign. I know there were, I didn't see Ayn in this one. That really makes me sad. I've been excited to see Ayn. I'm, when I see him, whenever the next episode is, if I see him in the next episode, whenever I see him next in the next couple of episodes, if I see him, I'm going to give that episode probably a 10 out of 10 if it is just like straight Ox strut. This seemed to be more like a mixture of Hard Luck Woman and Asteroid Blues in a sense. But at the same time, it's doing its own thing. It's mishmashing a lot of the introductions and whatnot. I don't think we're going to get Edward anytime soon. We might, but at this moment, I don't know. I'm going episode by episode. I'm not going to watch them all in one day. Because there's 10 episodes, and most of them are going, to be, are going to be roughly an hour, give or take. Some might be shorter, some might not be. I see one. I see... Okay. About 9 out of 10 episodes in this are going to be roughly an hour long. The second one seems to be only 37 minutes. So I'm going to say the next one. The next session, folks, is called Venus Pop. That will be the next episode. The next session. Whatever you want to call it. Oh, where to, be, where to rate this episode and get my final thoughts? 
my final thoughts on this whole so far. Oh my goodness, Netflix. I used to really hate you for what you've done to many things. This is the start of something a lot better than you've ever provided. And you know what? I thank you for it a lot. I may not be your biggest fan. But you've provided something that I'm very happy with. And at the same time, I'm also going to say... It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be very excited for these episodes as time goes on. I'm very happy with it. I know Shinshinero Watanabe was a consultant on it. I think he did help a lot with the majority of it. He may not have helped with costume design, which I think he should have maybe. But then again, he's not going to interfere with an American production, I guess. But I think he could have said he could have provided some input on maybe Faye's costume and said, yeah, I think this is okay. But I don't know what his thoughts are on it. But... Anyways, this episode, this session, Cowboy Gospel, I don't want to give it a 10. I've been already struggling mentally with trying to give give it a, a solid rating. Since there was no iron, this episode does not get an eye. <laughs> it does not. Ah! <laughs> because it doesn't involve iron, it doesn't get a nine. <laughs> Oh, oh, good job, me. That rhymed, and I didn't intend that to rhyme. So, in part for that, I'm going to have to give this because of my own doing of rhyming. An 8 out of 10. So far, so good. This might be the worst thing that's ever happened, but you know what? I'm an optimistic, glass-half-full kind of guy when it comes to new content about stuff I love. Whether it's a new t-shirt... Whether it's a new video game or what have you, or it's a remaster or something classic, I always am glass half full. I always get excited, but I don't get my hopes up to the point where I'm like, wow, this sucks. I don't do that. What I'm doing here is saying, this is good. So far, this is a solid start. If this was a 6 out of 10, I would be like, yeah, this isn't going too well. But the next episode, well, next session, I should say Venus Pop. As well as the one after that, Dog Star Swing. Will probably convince me if this is going well or not. But, again, the second season will, the second season might happen. And if it does, that might also provide more for me to say, yeah, this sucks. Who knows? I know for a fact I'm enjoying it so far. So we're going to find out if this is a solid yes or a solid no overall in the in the media franchise that is cowboy bebop so until next time my cowboys and cowgirls and everyone else i shall see you next time this is scott signing out and transmission